Raph sent me a picture that thoroughly changed my thought process. It used to be fighting is much easier from outside the cage, but I still won't talk to my grandmother over something that happened on Monopoly 10 years ago. And he sent me a photo of Think Jiu-Jitsu, the board game, which means maybe it's not quite always easier outside the cage. Maybe there is one place it is more difficult, and that's around the family table playing a game. But we're going to find out, which means it's time for Verbal Tap, the show that proves fighting, question mark, easier outside the cage, as always. I'm your host, Kevin. With me, of course, Raph Esparza. Raph, how was the board game Think Jiu-Jitsu? Kevin, it's been a weekend full of seminars and amazingness, but I... I texted you. I said I did something amazing, and you shot me down. You said that's not possible. And I was like, Kevin, shut up. I don't have time for your jokes I just right assumed now. it was actually mediocre, and then couldn't have been more wrong. And then I sent you a photo of it. Now, Kevin, th- we were the first people at the LA Jiu-Jitsu Club. So our good friend, so now we know her, her name is Danine Jeffsiewski. And I not only got to meet her and understand what she does. So she does what we do, which is public speaking. But she also works with inventors and she's a motivational speaker so she started with a powerpoint now you and i both have feelings about powerpoint being you know professional speakers correct it's a vehicle sure Mm -hmm. you can use it but the minute she started to use it she did one of those things where she didn't read everything kevin so plus one already a friend uh oh okay (laughs) so then plus number two She then explained, like, here's kind of the idea of how the game works. This is why we want people to get involved in it. And I was like, this is amazing. But then you get to the game, Kevin. Now imagine, I can't even give you everything about it, but imagine you get a board game that combines your passion for jiu-jitsu. It encourages you to break into teams to show each other how you do certain moves There are challenges built into it, so you can use it as both a teaching mechanism for your classes, uh, a challenge set for your competitors, and for kids. And you can even use belt testing for it. Fuck. It's amazing. Uh, So, Kevin. Definitely curious. I want to hear more. So, she had been using it through the prototype stage. Now, what I said earlier was we were the first people to use it. Now, people have trained with it and used it at different places. But they've all used a prototype. Yesterday at the LA Jiu-Jitsu Club, she did a uh, first seminar using the actual board game. And the LA Jiu-Jitsu Club bought the very first version of it. And we cannot be more honored. Yeah, she did sign it. Absolutely. um, unfortunately it got smudged when it got handed to me. Cause I did a live broadcast. So it's like a little, it's like enjoy like on the thing now instead. So our apologies to that, but if you guys want to see, we're going to put up the, a YouTube version. Cause apparently the Facebook version, my voice was like super deep and it like sounded really odd on the audio. So I am currently in the process of fixing it up. I want you guys to really see this. And I know that we can get excited and we can really encourage you guys to do stuff. But Kevin, I am not joking with you. I immediately when I saw this, I said this will improve my game. And I thought about it and I realized it's good for our competitors. It's going to give us new challenges. It's going to give us great situational drilling. Like the possibilities on what you can do with it are so endless that I just I got so excited. And she's a really nice person. She lives out in Hawaii and they're actually going to do a seminar out in Denver uh, over the next couple of days, Kevin. 
Damn, where? Well, the nice part is she sent me some materials. So she sent me uh, some of them. And when she said Denver, I was like, well, I guess Kevin can go look at this. Uh, (laughs) Unfortunately, it is going to be, I believe, between the hours of five and seven. And it's going to be the Way of Jiu-Jitsu Academy in Denver, Colorado. Okay. So that's May 10th. It is 5 to 7 p.m. If you hear this, please go look it up. Um, She's also Hawaii-based. So if you get the opportunity to do that, she's also got a seminar going down at Colorado Springs BJJ in Colorado Springs. And that is between 6.30 to 8.30, and that is on May 9th uh, on a Tuesday. If you are in Hawaii or you want to bring her out to seminars, you can go check out her website, which is thinkjujitsugame.com. And... If you tell me that you don't like this game, I want you to explain why. (laughs) Because all of us, when she brought out the board game, not only got hyper competitive with each other, but we were so jazzed to the point where the game ended or like we, we finished our version of playing with the game. And then we just started laughing because we said, this is the coolest thing ever. We want to have dinner parties where we invite people and go, hey, you know, I think world events are great, too. But please don't fill up too much on food. We're going to, you know, swirl our wine and then get to the Think jujitsu game. I know I've got a great sweep that I want to show all of you guys. <laughs> so that is that is a big part of uh, something. And like I said, please watch our interview. We even do a demonstration of what the game does, Kevin, on the interview. So. Ooh. It was really nice to meet her. She is, again, good people. And if you guys want to go ahead and check it out, we are going to have it at the LA Jiu-Jitsu Club, and we'd be happy to play a board game version of it with you guys. So that's what I got for you guys. The LA Jiu-Jitsu Club seems always interested in a board game night. Rap, I'm going to rapid-fire some topics at you. All right, let's do it. You were at the Jean-Jacques seminar. Please tell me you spoke to him. Well, it was more like, hey, John Jock, it's Raph. And he's like, oh, God, this guy again, right? Um, no, John Jock, he did a seminar at Valley Martial Arts Center, my home base. Be and back. it was the first time he's come to do a seminar with us. And we were so honored. And we had a lot of the extended family come in and do some really cool things with us and teach us a whole bunch. So it was great to have the whole family there. And we were truly honored. And I got to tell you something, Kev. It's always interesting to see Jean-Jacques teach. Would you like to know why? Absolutely. Obviously a master at his craft. I mean, that's the reason why we add the word master. Sure. sure. But um, have you ever had this at a seminar as an experience, Kevin? Have you ever had your teammates, when they get to the Q&A, ask the instructor questions that would help them take you down? No, normally my teammates need no help with that. Well, mine were not shy in asking Master Jean-Jacques a coral belt questions as to how to continue to beat me up. And they stared at me Rude, each time. By the they way. Asked him. And I was like, and at one point in the interview, I told him about it. And I was like, Jean-Jacques, I have to tell you, it's not just rolling against you anymore. It's now rolling against these idiots and you. And I can handle them, but you're above my pay grade. You can find out what he told me in response to that in my video, which will go up later this week on our YouTube page. Again, we've also got uh, new episodes, so if you guys don't catch them on, you know, uh, 
this version. You can also go ahead and catch them on our YouTube. We're starting to put up old episodes. So uh, bear with us. We are putting up as much as we can for your entertainment. But you will be able to see my interview with Jean-Jacques as well as my ADCC interviews as well, Kevin. And we'll talk a little bit about this later uh, as my USA Wrestling interviews. But we will put a pin on that. I just want to say thank you from the bottom of our hearts to, you know, John Jock and all of the extended family for coming in. Uh, it was a truly great day for a seminar for us. So that's what I got for you. Yeah, I'll tack on. Check out the Clay Guida interview. Yes. For a little preview of what Raph Skateball with the one, the only John Jock uh, really enjoyed the Clay, the Clay Guida interview. He's a hard guy to get to stand still without punching you. So I thought you did a really good job. Thank you. He's. I really enjoyed his candor, by the way. Just seems like we thought a guy that loves fighting. Loves yes. it. Loves Absolutely. wrestling. Loves grappling. Loves it. Yep. That's what he does in his spare time. Amazing. So check out that um, for all the uh, the U.S. wrestling coverage. Alternate two-piece uniforms. Speaking of wrestling coverage. Mm-hmm. I, I feel vindicated. I feel like this is all us. I don't mm-hmm. know. I'm just throwing out the potential of those two-piece uniforms look badass. And here's what I said to you, and here's how I still feel. Explain to me why it should only be the singlet. I, I don't want to take away the singlet as an option. I definitely want to know who my enemies are, and they normally have one on. All mm-hmm. I'm asking is, why should it be the only option? And I think the answer is, because that's always been the only option. That's a terrible answer. <laughs> so it is a terrible answer, but I, I had a question for you, Kevin. Do you remember what my question was? What about how awesome the singlet is? Mm-hmm. No, that was not exactly what I had put to your your viewpoint. Oh. But you yeah. and I had a serious discussion about this last week on our podcast, and that's why we can take credit for it. And it's not just there. We've had this discussion plenty of times before. But Kevin, why does this pertain to you and I? Well, you also mentioned that the first thing they do is take the singlet off. That was the, like, uh, not completely, but they'll remove the top half. No, I, I laugh about it because when they were at the USA Wrestling Trials, they literally, like, as soon as they leave, they're just like, oh, these straps are too hard. I can't. Oh, I need to breathe. Fuck these straps. So that's hilarious to me. But no, that's not the real reason why. The real reason why it's hilarious to me is this. So, Kevin, I told a story about having... You know, Kevin was getting a really good takedown on me, but he was grabbing cloth in order to secure the takedown. And then we both agreed that wasn't the case. Now, with the singlet, it's really hard to grab on the things, but I've heard that people will use it very. as a mechanism because they are very competitive. But I ask you, even though it is compression, even though it is supposed to be a wicking away, people still find ways to do it in Nogi. So are they going to pull a Kevin and try and use those grips when now they have some cloth to kind of pull onto? Well, fortunately, they won't be pulling a Raph or an Eddie Bravo and wearing pants. They will you be wearing grappling too. shorts. Don't put that on me. I made a grappling very, very shorts. concerted effort. Mm-mm. You did the same thing. You cannot put that on me. I'm, I'm just saying muscle memory won't be won't feel that canvas and think grip. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. not what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Kevin's just making more excuses for just his terrible as kidney. many as I possibly can. Connor McGregor had a child. Congrats to him. Eight pounds, so mostly congrats mm-hmm. to his lovely wife. Absolutely. The best, best response to Connor McGregor having a kid has to come from a cartoon. I don't know the person who did it, but Kevin, what is Connor McGregor going to say to his kid when he wants them to go to bed? 
I don't know. He's going to say, hey, you get to your room. And then the kid's going to respond, you fucking do nothing. (laughs) I thought that was adorable. That would be amazing. Uh, Some, you know, confusing news. One of the Meow Brothers, which means basically both Meow Brothers, tested positive for steroids. No, this was Zhao, right? Mm, I think so. I don't know. Yeah, it was Zhao. Uh, the Meow suspended for uh, banned substance. And I guess I can't imagine that IBJJF tests in a very ambitious manner. Maybe they do. Mm. That would surprise me. So what do we know? We know he kind of didn't cop to it but also didn't deny it just your standard sort of Barry Bonds like hey what I drink is in the milkshake that people give me you know I was hoping there would be a little bit more definitive kind of a response to it but there is more of a I apologize for what I did to my team which isn't exactly saying I'm sorry so maybe he doesn't care or maybe it's a sorry not sorry kind of situation but for us, we were like, what the fuck is it? It's actually Apollo. Just oh, to uh, go ahead and, and do this. Sorry, and uh, just to go and say this, uh, it said he's been stripped of his, you know, worlds and uh, title, which fun. But he said, I would like to apologize to all who accompany me and support me. As many know, I ended up failing the USADA anti-doping test made during the 2016 World Championship. I take full responsibility without excuses, which, great, that is good. I, I do enjoy that. I'm sorry to my training partners and my teachers, and secondly, for my opponents with whom I fought in this year's Worlds. My punishment will be two years, which they normally say is just one, so... My heartfelt apologies to everyone. Living in the past paralyzes the present and ruins the future. So, Kevin... We know the one thing about the meows, which is, you know, when they ask, do you have any hobbies? And they say, no. And they're like, do you do anything other than jujitsu? No. Does this, like, drive them crazy? Like, what are they going to do? I don't know. I'm a little nervous. but I'm really nervous about them. You know, great time to pick up uh, some an extra, you know, maybe think of it as like a grappling plus where you use your hands and your feet to kick things. Punch them. Uh, I mean. Quilting, they could do that. <laughs> I wish that uh, I wish that ever described quilting. That would be amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, basically that, Raf. That's what we're talking about. So it, it should and be an interesting. Do this they should... like still tag team and like pretend that they're one the other? Because they could fool most of us. You know yeah, that, right? They could totally. Yeah, they could easily swap it in. But what a devastating and early winner for potentially best tag team jiu-jitsu couple. Yep. So, uh, team, you know, they might be opening a flyweight division for UFC for women, Raph. Can we get a press? Can we just get some, a memo, a press release? (laughs) I don't know, something that tells us yes or no. Well, okay, so here's how it started. And this is really sad. Uh, my favorite part about this story was that they put out a press release that's like, hey, we're going to create a flyweight division. And they're like, wait, hold the brakes. We're not so sure. So however they want to do that, if that news leaked out and they didn't want it leaked too early because they said they're going to do the next episode or the next installment of The Ultimate Fighter with uh, flyweight females, which great. But then they retract it, makes it seem like, uh, we're not so sure about creating a new division or that's going to be broads or nah, we're not so sure. 
And I just thought, what a fucking missed opportunity for the UFC. Here you have a new division. And you have that weird, like, in-between weight between the two current divisions that maybe could make things a little bit more exciting. Because a lot of uh, females have said that it's not easy to make those two different weights. And they said that you could potentially open up a bigger pool if you were to, you know, make a new division. So here was your answer. And it seemed like they were for it. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, hold on, wait, we thought about it, guys. Uh, And it's like, if you don't want to do it, then don't do it. But don't make the announcement. Like, if they made the announcement, at that point, you're pot committed. So just fucking do the show because nobody cares about the ultimate fighter. So just do it. That's it. And if you want to really make it a thing, like you don't want people to see it, put it on Fight Pass. So I don't know. I don't know. It's just it was disappointing to see in that realm. So we wish them the best. We hope they make the right decision. And I'm going to call it weak sauce if they end up doing it. And then look like they were trigger scared or uh, nervous to not fully do the thing. So that is that is my report on that for you guys. Nate Diaz is the big winner this week in yes. the Conor McGregor versus Floyd Mayweather fight. Nate Diaz has been on spitting hot fire of I'll box them. I'll box anyone. I'm not going to fight Tony. Go fuck yourself and a myriad of other things, including let, it, let us smoke weed. What's yeah. smoke, bro? Well, it's kind of a problem, though, Kevin. Why? Well, we'll get to that in a second. But let's talk about the beauty that was uh, Nate Diaz saying he had to sneak in to UFC. I think it was 205 for <laughs> Connor's fight. Uh, he said he had to be let in the door, which amazing. And uh, <laughs> he also said, yeah, he'd box both of them. But the best thing he did say was when Connor McGregor was suddenly given an odds by Floyd Mayweather to potentially upset him by Floyd. And he's like, why the fuck will you even say that? Like, that's some, you guys remember wolf tickets? Like, my fucking greatest hits were fucking wolf tickets. Well, like, that fucker's just selling wolf tickets. And I don't even want to give a show for that. And that's impressive. For him to actually tell us and say, like, Y'all, isn't that pretty stupid? Because that was my first thought when Floyd was opening the door to be like, well, you know, Connor could beat me now because I'm old and I don't know how to box anymore. And I sure would hate for someone to make a pay-per-view on Mexican Independence Day, maybe. I don't know, unless there's some other boxing event. that Oh, is there is? Oh, well, shit. All right. Well, a different day when we can make lots of money. So, (laughs) dumb. Yeah. He's Good doing response. it. Yeah. I was gonna say. Sorry, I'm just gonna give a quick mutant cough. Um, <laughs> Kelvin, stripped of his most recent victory, suspended, Russian. ridiculous yeah. for performance enhancing drug marijuana. Look, how Kelvin gets to sleep is no one, no one on this podcast's business, or any fucking in the UFC who's doing coke off a stripper at this exact moment including that's where I assume they have their board meetings. The fact that Kelvin is getting uh, this for taking something that, if anything, if you've watched the movie How High or any of Dave Chappelle's work, this is not a performance-enhancing drug. This is performance, you know, tolerating. It'll make your back a little looser in training. Raph, your thoughts. I can't overrule your weed thoughts, so I won't. Nice. Because that's your thing, Kevin. Just like of my knowledge and experience. Um, 
your practice and the amount of hours you put into it. I think it would be rude to overstep my boundaries to call myself the weed expert of the podcast. That. I put a lot of hours so, into this. I so I acquiesce, Kevin, to you on that uh, one. Well, thank God, because I need you to get tuned up uh, for okay. this next. Well, wait. Let me just say this real quick about this, because the big winner of this whole situation between Kelvin losing now or having a no contest or whatever they end up doing with him and Vitor is Kevin. Nate Diaz. No. Jesus. Because that's a big win for Jesus. <laughs> that's, that's true. Uh, you well, you just have to have faith in Jesus and you'll be mm-hmm. good. You'll be mm-hmm. good to roll. Oh, fucking amazing. Um no one is readier for a fight at all times than GSP, mm-hmm. but this week he made it clear to Michael Bisping mm. uh, that he was prepared to fight him. Uh, you know what? I just want to bring him on to let him explain and sort of clarify what's going on and why he's ready. So, Raph, I thought into John Combs we could chat with GSP first. That makes sense. Okay, well, I'm going to go ahead and just introduce him, and I'm going to do his favorite, which is just get the F out, and I'll clear us all, and we'll just give him a platform to talk, which is what he And wants I'll get to out, work. too, right? That's uh, how this works. You have no choice. Yeah, obviously, okay. you're out. It, sure. He's still not over that thing. Okay. I, uh, Verbal Tap fans, former welterweight champion, number one dinosaur explorer in the MMA community, number seven leg lock guy in the gi, from Canada, George's St. Pierre. GSP, the floor is yours, sir. Ole, 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 ole. GSP has a message for Bisping. Oh, hello. It is me, GSP. Your uh, favorite uh, waterweight champion, yes, no? Ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you I am very excited to fight Mr. Michael Bisping. I have a message for you. Yes, no? Okay. My my message to you, Michael Bisping, is I have cleared my schedule. Yes, that's right. I have a Google calendar that I use to figure out my schedule. And I have decided that, yes, after October, I am ready to fight you any day then. Not before October, because I actually have a thing I have to go to. I have a quinceanera in September. And then after that, I have uh, I actually have to perform at two kids' parties in August. So that is all the stuff that GSP is doing. Oh, in July. July is too hot to fight. No, no, no GSP fight in July. That is part of GSP's contract. What I guess I am saying to you is, Michael Bisping, I am so serious about fighting. I have cleared my schedule, yes, no, in order to fight you in approximately like five to six months. So should you accept, then... A plus. Hold on. Can you can they see my thumbs up? No. On this. No. 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 Oh oh oh. GSP. Thank you. Thank you very much, uh, Kevin Phillips. I appreciate you audio. telling GSP. Okay, get <laughs> off. This is GSP's time. I have paid advertisement. Yeah, yes. Yeah, no. Yeah, you did I, for one hundred percent. Cheers. All right. Here we go. GSP. Now <laughs> do thumbs up sign. No. Again, they cannot. <laughs> no. Listen. I have paid for this for myself. I have said. Thumbs up sign, which is letting the people know on the audio broadcast. My bad. So, okay, I'm going to finish now. GSP wants to say, see you anytime after October. Thumbs up sign. Kev, it's been a while since I brought a competitor on this show. And not just like, you know, somebody who, who competes or somebody who... 
you know, does MMA for a living. Somebody who is a go-getter, somebody who pushes the action, somebody who can easily submit you. Now, I know the qualities I don't have, things, by the way, being a go-getter slash. <laughs> yeah. Now, I know two of those things sound like they're way easier to accomplish than one of them. <laughs> and one of them sounds especially easy to accomplish. But I felt it was important to bring on somebody who, when you mentioned competition. I hate you for this, by the way. I'm why do you hate me? No, 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 you, just be real with me. Why do you hate me before I tell you who it is? Uh, I, you just you sound confident. <laughs> it's easy to sound confident when you know the caliber of the competitor. When you know that this person is a black belt, so number one, sure. strike one for Kevin. Strike. Number two, strike one for anyone. Player. By the by, don't just say like my weakness, but yeah. Well, Kevin, I'm just I'm trying to put you with normal people. If I were to tell like most people, like, hey, Kevin's a purple belt, but like there's a white belt or two that kind of pushes them, I think that would be insulting to you. <laughs> so I'm trying to raise your stock. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks welcome. for not mentioning that. It's super helpful. And I'll mention some of the names. I don't want to put them out on Front Street. They've only been doing jujitsu for two months, but that doesn't make any difference. It's just, listen, guys, number two, and this is strike two for Kevin. He's a headhunter. So Kevin's not used to really getting compressed in the neck. Because he has a giant mm. head. Don't so, like it. Yeah. number three, and this is probably where strikeout happens, Kevin. His name is John Combs. Somebody that you enjoy. So why don't we go and introduce him on the show. Someone John, that's you... near me, that dickhead. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, dude, I'm feeling great, man. Yeah, really been a good couple days here. John, you live close enough to terrify Kevin. Most of these people who I pick on the show are from different <laughs> parts of the world. But if I were to say the word and tell you exactly where he trains... You could find him very easily. I could show up. He has have shown up to his academy before. Just once. And <laughs> yeah. He just chews so, gum and looks yeah. like a quiet shark on the corner of the mat. That's what I noticed <laughs> about John Coons. Like, he sat down and was just like, that guy competes. I, can I would also point out that on the preview to the show, before we went live, I was telling Kevin, I was like, you know, I'm going to try and figure out how you should say his name. Because I was trying to be subtle about it. I was like, some people say John Coombs. I won't name names. Mm-hmm. And then who, lo and behold, does it on the show? Kevin, I tried not to sell you out. But you call him John Coombs. John Combs. Is that how you pronounce his name? John Combs. Go. Uh, that's how my dad says it. That's how I say it. Yeah, so everybody in my family says it. So yeah, John Combs. Kevin, where do you get the Coombs from? Terror. Just like no. a little bit of fear, so I elongate <laughs> the O. Because uh, he's also you're big. You're an in shape person, which they dropped the last time they were mispronouncing your name on Flow Grappling's Fight to Win. Uh, hey, what? They they always. I mean, it's always a Coombs, Coombies, Coombs, like Cones. Like there's a lot of different variations of your very simple name. You also move quickly, so no one has time to say your entire last name. There's a lot of syllables, and by the time you shoot, it's like, and, uh, you know, uh, Combs, Jim Combs from Easton, he's in the single. Uh, there's a, so there's a certain flaw to it. But last time they said you were, uh, you kept in shape via triathlons. Are they quoting what? that correctly? Oh they were like, he's super okay, in so shape. So, okay, so those, uh, yeah, those, uh, so I did the swimming portion of a triathlon in Cleveland in 2013. Uh, there was like a swimming triathlon competition. So I did the swimming portion. My brother did the running 
And then my dad did the bike. No, my uncle Randy did the bike. Still counts. The other cones? I have news for you. Still counts. <laughs> Still counts. I did, at least I did one triathlon, kind of, sort of, one-third. I did swim like 800 yards in Lake Erie, though. So that that's pretty cool. I mean, but that why? is badass, but it, that is not the message why? portrayed. Because I need to know why. Why, like, why did you do that? Great swimmer in cold-ass <laughs> water. That would have been cool, too. <laughs> did that make your yeah. deep half better, John? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it helps out with the pummeling. <laughs> because that's the only reason people get me to do athletic things anymore. Like I feel mm-hmm. like my instructors when they do burpees and they're like, Raph, you got to do them 49 burpees. And I go, do they make me better at jujitsu? And they tell me like, yes. And then I'm like, you're lying. And then they say, shut up. And, just do <laughs> and that's the only way uh, they Ralph, convince you to do it. They don't make you better at jujitsu, but they make you a better athlete, which will make you better at jujitsu. No, it's not. I have been told I don't need to be an athlete at this sort of nonsense. And that's the only reason <laughs> I do this. You can get away with it, but definitely, you know, any athletics is going to help you. No, John, just... listen, I am a fat kid. This does not work <laughs> for me. All of the <laughs> athletic nonsense. Like, I go and I tell people, and you think I'm telling them a lie when I go up to them and I go, you know, guys. The greatest part about jujitsu is you don't have to be in shape to be good at it. And people are always like, what? You mean to tell me I'm telling all them right. a lie, John Combs? <laughs> no, no, okay, not at all. There, You can definitely be out of shape and still have incredible jujitsu. You heard it here, folks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Black Belt has his own BJJ Heroes page. Uh, eat whatever you want. <laughs> jiu-jitsu. Have you looked at that page, John, by the way? I, I've seen, yeah, Andre made that for me around this time last year. Kevin, what but do you I, see I'm not highlights on there. I, um, it does go quite a bit. Can, at least the last few fights, uh, they have you starting. It basically starts from Copa Podio 2016 and goes forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Nice yeah, I was right when I got like, my black belt. Your name and just go like, let's change this. I wait, wait, like uh, to my name, <laughs> BJJ Heroes. Yeah, do you ever, like, send in a submission that's like, hey, guys, no big deal. I just want to go ahead and submit my own version. You start by saying, like, John Combs is an American grappler. But you don't say, Uh John is a beautiful American grappler. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, that's uh, an opinion, not a fact, right? Or is that a fact? I don't know. Uh, In this day and age, feelings are facts. So Uh, just letting you know. I will highlight a few unknown fighters he defeated at the Guatemala Open. Rest in peace to both hmm. of those. Oh yeah, unknown yeah, submitted oh, dude, yeah. Fighters. Guatemala Open was fun. Fought in Guatemala. Yeah, Guatemala Open was fun. Yeah. So you're at least on two Guatemala. continents now. We just got to get you over to Europe. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I have to go to Europe. I, oh, dude, I messed that up with Europe. Ooh. I, I, I was going to say. <laughs> I wouldn't think you would – have you gone over to the European trials? You kind of pop up all the time. It seems like you're on a tear. How much do you space things out when you're trying to plot out your competition season? I mean, I was doing them super consistently. Like, I think I did 16 last year, so I was doing a lot. Like, that's uh, that was pretty high pace, and then I was trying to keep that up at the beginning of this year, and then I just kind of kept messing up, and – I probably should have competed at like 10 tournaments up to this point, And I think I've done five, I think. So I, I definitely have slowed down a lot competing, but that's more been because of injury this year. But, uh, you know, preferably I'd like to, uh, compete at least about every three weeks. I think that's a good pace. 
So, John, this is the first time you've been on our show. We always like to know whenever we have, Mm -hmm. you know, for the first time, let's get a little bit of your journey. How did the journey start for one John Combs? Well, uh, my mom took me to uh, wrestling practice uh, back in 2005 when I was 14. So that was that was the beginning. (laughs) How about you, Ralph? When When did I do it? Well, there was an old man. Mm -hmm. He had uh, a token. And, mm-hmm. and he basically was like, hey, kid, if you can beat me, you can have this token now. Mm-hmm. I know, John, listen, my story is super boring. <laughs> I literally, <laughs> the thing for me was, uh, and Kevin knows this, I tried to do grappling way back when I was in college. And I tried to do it in Illinois, and I tried to do it in Kentucky. Mm-hmm. And th- we're talking back in 2006. And the wow. minute I would leave a place they would then mm-hmm. open up a jiu-jitsu place at that place. So as soon as I was leaving Illinois, they're like, hey, here's one down the street. And I was like, you must. So then when I went to Kentucky, I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to grad school. Let's see what happens here. I go to grad school and they're like, where's the closest one? They're like, well, you got to drive like 25 miles. And I'm like, well, I don't have a car. How the fuck am I going to get there? Cut to mm-hmm. as soon as I leave. Oh, hey, guys, jiu-jitsu is like really big. Who knew? Here are some classes. So when I got back home, um, I started to look. I started with the 10th Planet system, and then I recognized, you know, I like Dutchki. So give me Dutchki. And I've been a uh, a mixer ever since. Kevin, do you have a romantic mm. story for yours? Combatives, Joe Wilk. Uh, they taught combatives, Army combatives level one at K-State. And it was taught by, wait for it, two jiu-jitsu guys, uh, both black belts. Oh. Uh, Joe Wilk runs the Combative Sports Center in Kansas City, or I'm sorry, Manhattan, but they fight a lot in the the Kansas City area. And that'd be all. It's, oh, yeah. We need to get them out to Colorado. It'd be fun. There's also some Kansas City grappling tournaments that I feel like some Colorado people should day trip to and just destroy for a yeah, little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, was going to try some of those rev gear out there once. Yeah, uh, Ethan Day was mm-hmm. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd yeah, be fun, man. I definitely. Yeah, he's part of the KCBJJ connection. Um, is a fantastic gym to train at if you're ever looking to get brutalized in the Kansas City area. Everyone, it's just mm. a free plug for them. And can, can I mention something <laughs> real quick though? Because this has never happened. Nobody's ever cared enough about our journey to ask us. No, he he did turn that around. Honestly, very. <laughs> I was not expecting that, but you know what? That just goes to show the black belt thinking. Because I was like, why do you care about us, John Combs? He's figuring out ways to defeat us is all. He just needs to know. He's already just just you. Anderson Silva, you know, feeling you out. <laughs> but there's nothing. Yeah, to feel no, I, was, I will, I will put that out there right now. What you are getting oh, is yeah. like if you're trying to use your Jedi mind tricks on Kevin and I, good luck because we have no minds <laughs> to control. <laughs> I was about to no, say no, no, that's just, I, I, I am genuinely curious what brings people to jujitsu because I think what jujitsu has been for me as like that crazy competitive thing isn't what it is for most people. So I definitely like hearing what brings people to jujitsu. That's awesome, dude. And and like I said, you are an active competitor. You know, the fact that yeah. you're sitting here kicking yourself being like, I've only competed five times this year. It's May, dude. Relax. Oh, <laughs> I was doing 16 times in like five months this time last year. Well, you know what? You're going to get older, dude, and you need to take care of everybody because we enjoy watching you compete. And I would rather watch <laughs> you like pace yourself out rather than being like, anybody got a tournament? Anybody, yeah. anybody want to get the yeah. shit out of them? I'll show up. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, injuries. Sometimes you're just smarter to 
avoid. <laughs> what is it's going sucks. on with yeah. you? Can I ask what the specific injury? I know you've had your foot taped up um, in a few of your last. Yeah, yeah, I, uh, yeah. It was kind of fun. It's uh, it's got Ian Murray. He's a brown belt from Tampa, I think. He uh, slapped a real nice heel hook combination on my and uh, man, it was one of the craziest things. ADCC trials this year. I kind of wrote this guy off, and that was a mistake, man. I went for a silly toe hold, and he put me right in the honey hole. Yeah. And I just got moving half a second too late. And man, he snatched that on tight, did uh, some crazy. He went from a, he, he, I'd never seen this happen before, but he went from outside heel hook to inside. He like turned, apparently he's like Josh Hayden student, but uh, yeah, man, he got me good. And he actually uh, was <laughs> destroying my knee and let me go. I didn't really necessarily tell. He just kind of let me go at a point, And I really appreciated that because uh, he did some damage. He could have done a lot more if he wanted. <laughs> hey. Little shout out to the Hayden brothers. Oh, good friends with yeah. the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> they do. Yeah. And then, uh, and like a week after that, I was doing, uh, uh, you know, fighting Andres in Cleveland, and he had me a real nasty knee bar. I didn't realize how bad it was. Like, watching the video, I should have tapped like three seconds before I did because it was a done deal. But uh, I didn't really realize how bad it was, and I, didn't, and I tapped real late and got my knee yanked on a little bit, which ended up re hurting my ankle. But uh, at this point, you know, I've seen some people. <laughs> That have uh, helped me helped me get it better, and I'm actually feeling really good. That's good, and that's great, man. Yeah. And and it is important to, to take your distance and and to recover mm-hmm. as as much as it is. You know, the competitive heart in you, I'm sure, it would be competing every second. But you know, the smart guy inside of you has to has to learn to take it a little slow. Because here's the thing, dude, you're gonna be around forever. So you're not going anywhere. I'm not letting you go anywhere. I don't know if you know this. Not like I have a ton of control over you as a person, but like I'm not letting you quit competition. So okay. just know that. Good. Well, I plan on doing this for as long as long as I can. Good. But yeah, man. Yeah. No, it's kind of well. Also, uh, Marcelo Mafra was at the Vegas Open, and uh, you know maybe if it was somebody else, you know, the weaker opponent than that, but I just kind of you know. If I'm going to beat the top guys, I got to be at least close to 100%. Yeah, I would think. And we're going to get to over under because that's obviously uh, your your journey here. But you're currently fighting on the next sub underground, which is awesome uh, because we get oh to God, see yeah. you. And you, uh, I'm curious. I have a two part question because you're fighting Gilbert Dorino Burns. Um, you fight Gi and no Gi. I'm just a little curious. What's your normal training schedule like? And as you go into this fight where you're fighting Nogi, do you mix it up or do you just still say, screw it, I'm fighting 16 times a year, I'm going to fight Gi these nights and Nogi nights? And which days are you teaching Nogi class, asking for a friend? <laughs> hold on, hold on, time out. Uh, I Raph, would like to put shut this up. out there. there. Let him answer no, questions. Come, Come on. No, no, you will not answer that question, John. Wh- which one? <laughs> you will not There's a lot the to break down there. You can can, we, can we start from the beginning? Yeah, you can start from the beginning until you get to the Kevin's question, where he is trying to get <laughs> lessons from you to use against me, John. <laughs> uh, or whoever. what if I taught? What if I if I taught you some secret guillotine defense tricks, Roth? Would that make you feel better? John, my guillotine defense is having a giant head. Really, That's my guillotine defense. Really now, head. with someone like you. It's going to like just go through like knife and butter. So I'm not worried about you not being able to guillotine me. But my teammates have this stupid conception amongst themselves where they say, Raph can't be guillotined. And I always remind them, I'm like, if you do the technique right, I will tap. But they do it stupidly and they freak themselves out of it. Now, Kevin 
doesn't even bother trying. Kevin, do you bother trying to guillotine me now? Not very frequently. No. That's what I thought. <laughs> so I Kevin can't. doesn't even bother with that nonsense. Here's why you should know this, John. Kevin and I are mm-hmm. deep rivals. We see each other approximately six to eight months or, you know, every six to eight months. And when we do, oh, we have a deep rivalry. We are good at the opposite things and we can't catch the other. This has been going on for about four and a half years. So I don't need you giving him extra knowledge. Do you know why? Okay, I see what you're doing here, Ross. But here's uh, why he's I, want to, I want to point this out to you, and I want to make sure it is crystal clear. Here is why: because I'm not rolling against Kevin at that point. I'm rolling against John Combs. <laughs> and Kevin, you, think about that. It's not him anymore. It's now shit. I'm going against John Combs's guillotine, and Kevin's going to be so dumb he's going to call it the John Combs guillotine, and wow. I don't think he should be able to learn that. Why is Kevin your name grabbing right? my chin and slowly cupping it <laughs> just out to the right? Why is he doing that? Where's this? Where's this new determination coming from? <laughs> That's, That's what's coming. I yeah yeah no dude I'll I'll, I'll teach anybody anything man but um. I might make an exception here, Ross, but we'll, we'll see. <laughs> well, let's go back to my original question. What's your training schedule like right now? How much gi versus no gi uh, as you've trained for Dorino? I mean, it's been about you know half and half. I mean, I've definitely been focused a little bit more on cage work. Oh, yeah, sure. That's a big area of concern there. Yeah, so I've been uh, you know practicing wrestling on the wall there a bit. Um you know, usually I've been just been going to the same practices, but you know, typically at the gi practices, I'll take off my gi top and do about half the rounds no gi. So, you know, probably about seventy five percent no gi, twenty five percent gi. And what's that mean in terms of like? Obviously, your training partners know what's going on. Um, are you training mm-hmm. twice a day, once a day, a couple of times? Like, what's the actual uh, on my official schedule? Yeah, usually it's three or four times, three or four times a day. But I really haven't been able to train at that pace for a while with this, uh, you know, boo-boo. Yeah. So usually it's about twice a day, you know, once in the morning, once in the evening. Um, whether that's like strength conditioning or jujitsu, that's kind of the pace I've been going at. So, you know, not as and not anywhere near as aggressively as usual. But, you know, as I've gone farther in this, you know, you just kind of got to give uh, intensity at the right moments. But still, that's at some point, like when I come back for, uh, you know, for the seven weeks, I'm looking forward to really, really putting in some grind. I, now, I like that your injured camp is still twice a day. It's like yeah, people are eating ice cream, uh, like feeling really bad. I'm just speaking for myself. <laughs> there oh, there's, been plen- there's been plenty of ice cream, believe me, guys. Okay. There's been plenty of ice cream. <laughs> now, you mentioned cage work, but have you also considered what we like to call ADCC rules, which is, is he going to go no shirt, no rash guard? Probably, right? Probably. I'm expecting okay. to do that. Okay. Yeah. We just we yeah. always we caution those things because that's just as different as as cage work because you're like, oh, this yeah. guy is fucking it's like a male no slip and slide. And Jesus Christ. Yeah. 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 So just to clarify, this is an ADCC rule set match, right? Um, well, well yeah, I was under the pretense it was just submission only. And then if there's a draw. No, no, no. We call it ADCC rules because that's where everybody decides no, no rash guard. Yeah, that's what we mean by that. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was like, I don't think they have even the points. It's a, it's a, a nickname. Kevin and I have come up for it. So anytime we see somebody go no rash guard competing, we go mm, ADCC, uh, ADCC rules ADCC over rules. here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm definitely. I mean, if I did it all the time, I might do it. But I'm just, 
you know, I never do that in practice. I don't see why I do that in competition. I understand. But well, we understand why uh, the MMA guys do it because they're just like, I'm used to it. And also, yoink, I'm going to get out of this move now. Exactly. Especially the guys <laughs> with a wrestling background. They're like, go fuck yourselves. I'll go, I'll go shirtless. <laughs> I think as a jujitsu guy, you should wear the rash guard because I think it scares them more. Yeah. I, I, I just think they're like, ah, oh, shit. Look at him. He looks like it's a tattoo. He just looks ready. <laughs> He's just going to be moving back and forth. And say what they want. MMA guys, especially when they can't strike, they they are terrified of people that fit your description. That's a terrifying yeah. mix. <laughs> the jiu-jitsu guys. That's why this is a fun yeah. format. Like I kind of like what they're doing. Yeah. And some of these and, guys are high caliber. Like Uriah Faber's on the card. Yeah. He he knows what yeah. he's doing when he's grappling. Mm-hmm. Jake Shields. Yeah, John, yeah, I'm gonna be interested. Yeah. John, yeah, I'm gonna it's be important for to see us how you how did you get on this card and how did it all come together? Dude, just um I'm pretty sure it was Ricardo at Flow Grappling. He uh just hit me up on Facebook and uh you know, he arranged the whole thing. That's sick, dude. Did you at the time yeah, know who you were yeah. gonna be facing? No, I I mean, dude, they just no. I don't think so. I don't think I agreed knowing who I'd face. I actually, um, I, uh, I'm mean, <laughs> kind of funny story, uh, concerning Elliot, but I actually was offered the chance to compete at submission underground against Gordon Ryan. And, uh, I wanted to accept, but then I called my professor and then Elliot Marshall told me I couldn't because incidentally I'm actually, we're both Henzo black belts. So yeah. that was kind of funny, but that, I'd, I'd almost gotten a chance to compete with submission underground before, um, back in February, I think. But, uh, wow. that was, yeah, I had to turn down. Oh man, that would have been a great yeah, match. Yeah. Let's let's bookmark that in case yeah. everybody changes their minds. Yeah, I'm at some point I will. But dude, he's huge now. He's two hundred five. <laughs> he's a fucking monster now, dude. Oh my god. He has gotten bigger. <laughs> yeah. I think it's part of his uh, yeah. plan to become all the weight classes. So when we get to like <laughs> two thirty five, two ninety, yeah. Gordon Ryan, those are going to be the real good yeah. matches. Well, dude, anybody who's going to beat Pachecha is going to have to be pretty big. Oh, I mean, yeah. in terms of, you know, you know if you want to be the, the real king, that, that's the lion you got to take down. No kidding, my friend. Well, yeah. listen, yeah. speaking of uh, beating the king, you have not the king here. You have a pauper. <laughs> no. You have a peasant. You have a person. Now, I need to, do, to tell this before we even start. We're going from his go submission underground card, which is super stacked to this as an anticlimactic opponent moment. <laughs> but I'm ready regardless, sure. Raph. That's my type of irrational confidence. That's fine. Now, John, I need you to know something. We've been all pleasant. We've been friends. But it, I want you to get mm-hmm. in your competitive mindset right here, right now, because Kevin's no longer your friend. From here on out, we're about to play a game where the competitive stakes are on, and now you've got an opponent on the other side of this Skype conversation. So what do you think about Kevin okay. now? I think Kevin's a good dude, and I look forward to uh, beating him at whatever game we're going to play. Okay, well, that's direct and uh, very good shit talking. We'll work on it as we go into post. Kevin, what do you have to say about Skycombs? <laughs> Yeah, see, I think I've lulled him into a false sense of security. I've been nice. I've treated him like I respect his grappling. Spoiler alert, I don't. I'm just going to say it out loud. Uh, I mean, I'm just not impressed by his fight record yet. Maybe he'll get there. We'll see. But long career. You know, I will, con- I, will, I will concede that, man. My DJJ here, I'm 50-50, man. I will concede that. Uh, I love that given that I said with- look at the name. <laughs> look at the names and then get back to me. Uh, I, I wish I, I could even like get that far. He has a. I did say this before to Raph. I was like, 
did you know he already has a fucking BJJ Heroes page? Fuck. So uh, I wish I could use that against you, but I was already kind of impressed by it. I was going to omit it from this part, but thanks for bringing it up, John. We get it. Yeah. Uh, honest, I mean, can you really trust somebody who turned down a match with Gordon Ryan? I mean, I'm telling geez. you. Jeez. Oh, it's they just trained through the same like- lineage. It's just like, man, I'm super competitive, but uh, not that competitive. Oh, look at that guy. Well, you know, somebody, if your professor says you got to do something. So. But, yeah, honestly, that uh, that's a tough match. And you know. his loyalty yeah. now. Yeah, Listen no, I get, it, I get it. He's super loyal. Maybe almost to a fault, but let's see what happens. Kevin, let's go ahead and transition to the game of Over Under Kevin. Now it's time for thrilling installment of Over Under Kevin. Kevin. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, if you're joining us for the first time, welcome. If you're joining us for the millionth time, welcome as well. We like to play a game here on the pay-per-view selection of Verbal Tap called Over Under Kevin. How does the game work? It's very simple. We go through the entire card. We pick the fights at random. We give each person here 15 seconds to say who they think is going to win. As the moderator, if I so deem it, I will give them 15 seconds of rebuttal time. Now, granted, while the winner will be selected by whoever picks the most correct pay-per-view guesses, we also have a premium on shit-talking here. So, gentlemen, I don't want the gloves to be on anymore. I want you guys to get dirty. I want you guys to get messy. I want you guys to get angry at each other. And I want John to remember that Kevin said he's not good at jiu-jitsu. Yeah, he said he disrespects my grappling. (laughs) So, John, don't lose sight of that one thing that Kevin said. And blow it out of proportion. And consider that in the back of your mind every time he tries to talk. I feel like it was a little more nuanced than that. It was not that nuanced. There's Kevin is not that smart. He is not capable. No, Kevin, that was direct. That was direct burn <laughs> to start off with. I would like to point out when they like go over terms in like grade school, Kevin just kind of like picked and choose the definitions he liked. It was Kansas. It wasn't a high bar. Do, you're in the Boulder area. Did I need to specify locationally, Raph, just so the listeners know? I'm asking again for me. But where where do you normally train? Uh, in Boulder, Colorado, and then occasionally in Denver, Colorado. Okay, okay. So just occasionally. Okay. Raph, go on. (laughs) That's fine, Kevin. I'm just letting him remember that the more shit you talk about him and his grappling not being good and only 50-50% on BJJ Heroes, the quicker it will be for him to watch. (laughs) I'm just reminding you of these things. So (laughs) we can definitely beat the shit up. I definitely approve of all of that. All right, let's go and start with your very first fight. Gentlemen, I am excited about this. Do you have any uh, parting words that you'd like to say to each other while you're still kind of semi-friends? I do need to make an announcement. Okay. After my last card, when I went, I only got two fights. Correct. It was a low point for me. And as you know, I had publicly explained my girlfriend offered to pick the fights for me. Uh, well, you know what? Screw it. It hasn't been going well for me the other way. So I'm going to give John free fodder here and just say I have a list where I got to listen to my girlfriend go through and make picks based off of her opinion, including things like no one named Courtney has ever won a fight. So I think I'm ready. 
Uh, but I do want to just quickly acquiesce that I am, I'm deferring. I'm just saying I need help here. Okay. That's a Kevin. I'm very glad that you admitted that. Thank you very much, John. When you, can, <laughs> you ever send your girlfriend or somebody you're dating to go compete on your behalf? Um, no, I don't think I would. Well, uh, I don't for, like for a game tone. like this, probably. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would trust the Grand Dane for this game. Yeah. Okay, but I'm saying if you were grappling, though, would you say, like, hey, hon, can you take one for me and go face Gord Ride, please? <laughs> I, if she wanted to, um, you know, sure. If she, well, uh, <laughs> I mean, she really wanted to go grapple Gordon Ryan, I'm not going to stop her. It's not a terrible match. Yeah, but, like, so. wait, would, that, would, that be on my, would that be on my record on BJJ Heroes? Absolutely. Is that, is that the cost? Good question. Very valid, valid question. Kevin, do you yeah. I believe they'd put an asterisk and put sent his girlfriend, comma, pretty awesome, and then just show how the team of you fought. And that's a pretty cool idea. It's like, can you beat yeah. him? Maybe. Yeah. Can you beat both of them? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, gentlemen, I'm ready to go ahead and start with our picks. We're going to start with Kevin. And the very first fight is a featherweight fight between Jared Gordon and Michael Quinones. Kevin, you got 15 on the clock, go. Yeah, I was sure it was Quinoa for the first few times, but Jesus I want to just... Uh, I'm actually going to take Quinoa uh, because I believe in his nickname, Capo, which reminded me of something you arranged with a guitar. Thank you. Thank you, Kevin. All right, John, what do you got for us? Uh, well, I really don't like quinoa. That's uh, that's my least favorite of the grains. Uh, so I'm going to go with uh, Jordan. Yeah. Not a fan of quinoa, man. Uh, Kevin, I'm going to open up 15 seconds for you to defend quinoa. Yeah, well, I'm going to bring up a little place called Euclid Hall, just outside the 16th Street. Third-ranked <laughs> gastro pub in the nation. And what a slap in the face to your Boulder communionites. You don't like quinoa. I don't know if the people of Boulder would allow you to take part in their rituals without wow. that okay. kind of okay. attitude. Kev, calm down, calm down. Okay. I'm sorry, <laughs> Raph. There are certain things that are serious. Kevin, Kevin, okay. you had your seconds, sir. Back in the penalty box or else you get no more words. John, Kevin has layered some deep accusations for you and your love of all things Colorado. What do you have to say in response to that? Uh, I might not like one thing from this city, but I love almost everything else they got here. I mean, yeah, I love this place. And I think that's the only prerequisite you need to be somewhere. This is going to end wow. with us voting for him for Congress if he keeps this yeah. up. That was, beautiful. <laughs> that was a lovely response. Okay. Yeah, he definitely went all America on your ass. I was going to say, God damn. <laughs> uh, well, I will. I will say this. I think we're ready to go to our next fight. Gentlemen, prepare uh, for this. It's John Combs. You're going to give us 15 seconds on who you think is going to win between a featherweight route between Frankie Edgar and Yar Rodriguez. Go. All right. Yar is a freaking savage, scariest leg kicks I've ever seen. Frankie is one of my favorite fighters from back in the day. Great wrestler. I got to go with Frankie. But uh, he could get leg kicked to death. But I got to go with Frankie Edgar. He's the answer. All right. All right, Kev. I got 15 for you. Uh, yeah, which my girlfriend was like, oh, he looks like that comedian from The Daily Show. And I agree. <laughs> Yair Rodriguez is the choice. El Pantera. Okay. I've been I've been burned by the answer or before in my career. And I think we all know he stole that nickname from Allen Iverson. And I haven't let that go yet. 
right. I, I think that's that's appropriate. John, are you liking Kevin's girlfriend's decision so far? Uh, well, so far they've been the opposite of mine. I mean, I've only seen two. Um, I do think that's a bad call in the last fight, but we'll see what happens. <laughs> she's, <laughs> she's maybe slightly less MMA educated, but you know, uh, probably just as much as me. Well, hold on. Forward. Debatable, Kevin. Mm. I was going to say. Not, let's not go that far right now. I, I might have to do the podcast with her at some point. Gosh, what a mm. low point. If she predicts the fight significantly better, I, that's my biggest nightmare. <laughs> I was like, I'm kind of hoping I lose. <laughs> so it's like, what if she kills it? Like, I'm done. I have to give it up, right? No lie, Kev. My wife has definitely said, like, so at what point do Vicky and I do a podcast? <laughs> And no Instead. one noticed. Everyone's like, wait, pod- Verbal Tap got better this week. Oh, God. These guys loved it. It's more it interesting. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Uh, would you be a fan of that, John? Would you listen if our, our wives and or my wife and his girlfriend did a podcast instead of us? Uh, absolutely. Yeah. I'd try it out. All right. Uh, John Combs says Maybe he'd try it out. They'd get John to explain his famous guillotine where Kevin failed. No. And then we'd be. No. <laughs> don't get to know it. Kevin. I was so close. No. All right. Speaking of which, Kevin, you're going to go next. It is a featherweight bout between Gabriel Benitez and Enrique Barzola. Go. <laughs> Enrique, by the way. I, I want to commend the people of Dallas, Texas, for taking a leap on some unknown kids. Um, I'm going to go with Mogley, Gabriel Benitez from Mexico, closest, best home field advantage. All right. What do you got for us, John? Um. Man, I got to be honest. I didn't know these guys. They're on the uh, fight pass portion. I didn't do any research on these guys, unfortunately. Um, it's against the rules go... to do research, by the way. So you're still playing by the rules. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I did not know the rule. Then I didn't do any research, brah. And I'll go with Gabriel. All right. All right. There we go. I- I'm glad that Kevin was able to correct him. It's funny because it always makes me laugh whenever our guests say, Raph, I'm going to do a little research. And I'm like, you're adorable. <laughs> that's amazing thank you for doing research for our shitty show you don't need to do that but then i never want to stop them because i feel like kev they want to do the extra credit so what am i going to tell them no i <laughs> i and i like how many people like to spoil it is also but yeah weren't keeping score which is also good yes it's important for people to know that as well we are keeping score so just we are uh, keeping score yes we are keeping score and again I want to put this out there. I know how competitive mm-hmm. one John Combs is, and he would not let us just, you know, flow roll this, Kev. No, he doesn't seem like a flow roll type of guy, if I could be so so abrupt, <laughs> based off of watching his matches. I'm not really a flow roll type of guy. That's kind of... See? Part we <laughs> See? <laughs> not at all. Is <laughs> how I would, I would base my... Uh, let's, next fight, Raph. Uh, the next fight is definitely going to be a featherweight bout between Chaz Skelly and Jason Knight. John, you go first. All right, I think I've heard of Chaz Skelly, and, uh, you know, I don't really know anything about him, but I think I heard about him as a wrestler once, and, yeah, I'm going to go with Chaz. All right. Sound advice. Kevin, what do you got for us? I, I mean, we are really on a tear here of accidental disagreements. Uh, I'm impressed here. <laughs> Uh, obviously, Raph, I know a lot about these fighters. I don't want to go into details. But my girlfriend chose the air of who has the scariest tattoos. And her exact words are Jason Kelly looks like he's going to murder everyone. And I agree with her. She chose. She chose 
you know, you can't really argue with a lot of Vicky's picks here. John, I have to ask this. Does this change the game for you when you need to talk shit to Kevin, but his girlfriend has picked the people he is picking? So wait, wait, is he picking people? I mean, he's picking people, but they're his girlfriend's picks, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean... Does she follow? Do, do you follow MMA very much, Kevin? Well, that's a question that gets me into trouble. You'd think I wouldn't, based on how shitty I am at this game, but yes, I do try and follow. Really? But the UFC has also changed over the last few years uh, in terms of... Oh, tremendously. They recruit a lot of young fighters hoping the next one will stick, so they were just talking about this, that it's just a lot harder to recognize the roster right now, but yeah. 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 The real answer to that is studying is hard for Kevin. Always. Happens. And a lot of the times he'll like look at people and he'll ask you, he's like, is that the guy who did the thing? And I go, Kevin, be more specific. And he's like, the, the good thing? And I go, Kevin, you're the fucking worst. Why that, do I do this show with you? Now at least I'll know it's like, is that the guy that fought John in Underground 3? Do you remember? <laughs> See, uh, oh, it was Underground 4. My bad. But yes, that is it. All right. We're going to our next fight. Let's go there. It is Marco Polo Reyes versus James Vick. Kevin, you've got this one to start. Yeah, and first of all, I just want to say my girlfriend and I also agreed. I picked the fights, too. I'm just going with her rankings in general, and I'll let you know when we disagree. Her and I couldn't be more in agreement. When you get the chance to hear Marco Polo said over the loudspeaker as many times as possible, you have to take that chance. Marco Polo Reyes El Toro is the choice. Right. Thank you, Kevin. Yeah. Thank you very much. John, what do you got for us? You know, I do think that's going to be a magnificent thing to see, but I, uh, I'm pretty sure James Vick, you know, he trains with, uh, I think, Boyd Irving, and he's a buddy of my but friend of a friend. I'm, I'm going with James Vick. James Vick. Great nickname. The Texecutioner. The Texecutioner. Yeah. Yeah, isn't that awesome? It's a great name. Yeah, this, is, this will be a... I'm sure Bruce Buffer will do us do us proud with this introduction. <laughs> it's El Toro versus the Texecutioner. So it's a it's a Yeah, that's early nickname of the night award goes to this fight. Oh gosh, yeah. Imagine the uh painting you could make. <laughs> hey, do you have a, <laughs> do you have a nickname? <laughs> have they gotten have you been nicknamed yet? Kind of, I get you know Ricardo called like like Comatine, you know like my Okay, I guess that's pretty good. That's that pretty is, good. That's that... fucking awesome, actually. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have like shoe face, so you yeah. win that one. No, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But but John, important question. Kevin asked what I was going to ask, but now I'm going to ask you what I was going to follow up with, which was mm-hmm. if you had to give Kevin a nickname based on the way he's picking right now, could you give him one? Mm-hmm. Um. Esposo, because he's listening to his girlfriend. Oh, <laughs> is, uh, I see we're keeping on the uh, Cinco de Mayo and Mexican theme here. Good job, good. white people. That was nicely done on the Spanish. I enjoy this. Very, so, so. Nothing. Is... You know what? Uh, like, can I point this out? It was just Cinco de Mayo, and I couldn't get <laughs> more texts just to like say, like, "Hey, Raf, congratulations! It's your day." Thinking about and. You. <laughs> I, I, you know, some people want to call that racist. I don't really call it racist, but I have a huge mm-hmm. problem with it. Would you like to know what that is, Kevin? I actually would. Okay, here it is. When people send me those texts, it is not par se racist. However, I have a huge issue, which is don't send me texts about Cinco de Mayo unless you provide me a beverage, a.k.a. provide me beer. Mm. Because, Kevin, mm. you can't spell appropriation without pay. That's that's a good point, and... 
next time I'm in town, you know, we'll do Cinco to whatever month it is. <laughs> to be fair, I've also created another drinking holiday. It's called Mexican Irish Day. It's a real thing. Ooh. I created it. Oh, and it's the midpoint Irish. between, yeah, it's the midpoint between Cinco de Mayo and St. Patrick's Day. And it, I think, approximately takes place between like April 11th or 12th. We don't know. We're too lazy to figure it out because Irish Mexican. <laughs> I like figure the it food out truck <laughs> options, though. And just oh, they're in ecstatic. Yeah. And the Irish and the Mexicans are collectively disappointments to their collective peoples. Yeah. So, a lot of Catholic <laughs> guilt. A lot of Catholic over. guilt between the two. Oh, huge yeah, Catholic, Catholic guilt. Yeah, deep. So, yes. just in case you guys want to go ahead and start planning for next year's, get in touch with me at Verbal Tapcast. Also, Kevin, should they leave a, a five star ranking on our? <laughs> Please YouTube? leave a five star review and let us know what issue you're bringing to. Uh, what's the name? <laughs> 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 All right, let's go to our next fight, John. You lead this one off. It's a women's strawweight bout. It's between Jessica Aguilar and Courtney Casey. John, you've got fifteen. All right, so I've heard of Jessica Aguilar, and uh, you know, I don't know, just because his girlfriend said Courtney can't win a fight, I'm going to go with Courtney. Oh, now oh, see, no. that's in-game strategy. He's adjusting to his opponent, Raph, and I don't like it wow. already. I don't like his instincts. You can see they're kicking in. He's like, how yeah, do I mean, start He brought that off from off-air, and he brought it on-air. He did. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that was, that was almost dirty, <laughs> but s- I respect it. You said he was game. It was like, uh, yes, dude. Okay. Kev, what do you got for us? 15. Absolutely. I'm going with Jessica Aguilar. This is another, the Jag versus Cast Iron on the uh, <laughs> nicknames. <laughs> so uh, I will say, Jessica Aguilar fought, she's 19 and 5. She fought 24 times. So we've got uh, an experience versus youth here. All right. All right. Good to know. All right, we are getting to the point where I'm going to actually make this be a 20-second discussion because we're going to get to the co-main event, which is Joanna Zizizizic versus... Don't correct me. John Combs. Listen, John Coombs. I don't need you correcting me on how to pronounce names. I don't go over there stupidly. So you do your job. I'll do mine. Versus... Would you like to correct me on this one, too, John? Uh, yes, Jessica Andrade. Thank you. <laughs> so helpful of you to come through and chime in for no reason. Kevin, I'll let you start because he can't wait. Uh, you know, I got to go with the champ. I'm a little nervous. John might have slipped over to Elevation Fight Co. and fought with her a little bit. I don't know how frequently he makes it over there, but I'm certainly a little nervous. But we all are terrified. And frankly, this is the fight you need to book. John Combs, you versus Joanna Jedrzejczyk at the next submission, maybe Underground 6 to give her a little time to rest. I'd watch that fight. All right. Intergender. I do not like your chances, by the way. (laughs) She looks pure (laughs) violence. Let this be known. This is the first time Kevin has ever told the fighter on the other side of Over Under Kevin. You know, it's not looking good for you. <laughs> He's a <laughs> mildly talented grappler. I'm just saying she's got that that violence factor. All right. All right. Well, that's enough out of you. I got 20 seconds. What do you got for us, John? I'm a big fan of Joe Janna and uh, pretty sure I beat her in a BJJ match, but I definitely, uh, you know, I think that would be a, a fun match, but I don't think it would really happened so yeah um f you bro <laughs> <laughs> that works so you're going for joe Jana, yes oh yeah of course of he course. also yeah, did she's one of uh that it would be fun i'm just saying 
Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but yeah, she's one of. I mean, like, dude, she's scariest kickboxing I've ever seen. Absolutely. Uh, let's yeah. go to our next fight, John. You're going to lead us off on this one. It is a heavyweight fight between Chase Sherman and Rashad Coulter. Uh, so we got Chase Sherman versus Rashad Coulter. Um, I've not heard of either of these gentlemen, but I do. Uh, you know, yeah, we'll go like Rashad. We'll go after. Uh, I'll pick this Rashad guy, Rashad Evans. I don't know. That's that's the. Uh, <laughs> Entire reason I'm going after this guy. Let's Wait, go, Rashad. You're, you're just going for the name Rashad, as if his name was Rashad Evans, though his name's Rashad Coulter. Yes, his name's Rashad Coulter, but yeah. Okay, just want, want to down. make sure. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Kevin, what do you got for us? Which one is the Coulter fight? I'm not having trouble finding this. It's Chase Sherman uh, versus Rashad Coulter. It's on the Fight Pass preliminary card. Kevin, oh, you have okay. five seconds. Because I have Make a pick. I have Sherman versus Pobenzeta. Oh, really? yeah. uh, is that from the UFC site? Yes. Uh, oh, there's Jojim Christian on here, but he's fighting somebody else. Hmm. This is the first time they've what changed they, it. I was like, they me. might have done the update on us because uh, it's important to note Victoria chose Coulter, so she agrees with wherever we're normally looking up the fight. But did they bring in? Dimitri Probrezets. Let me see here. Okay. I've got Sherman Dimitri? versus Coulter on mm-hmm. the website, Kevin. Okay. We have two. Uh, we have. Do you? Okay. Yeah. Look at it. I will send you UFC.com. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. We're good. My bad. Uh, we're going to take Coulter. Okay. Cool. Yeah. We agree. Okay. Okay. All I just right. want to make you. sure. Uh, I, I like that, Kevin. Where did you get your information from? I, I think I had the card up from last week. I think I might have oh, not God, had the Kevin. card necessarily uh, updated, but we're good. We're back on the Kevin thing. smokes a lot of mm. weed. That's not important to note. Anyway, let's go to our next fight. I exercise. I wouldn't my... judge anybody for doing that. <laughs> I was like, I exercise That's my fine, states' Joan. rights. You exercise your states' rights, but you also exercise your ability to be lazy and not look it up, Kevin. It's, uh, <laughs> Fair, or maybe not yeah, hit the refresh page quite as abruptly. Because let but. me, let me, John. In case you don't know what his lavish Colorado life looks like, I have been uh-huh. there. I have visited him in Colorado, and it looks a oh. lot like this. When he's there, it's weed and puppies. Yay! Puppies <laughs> and it is a stoner's paradise. Yeah. So Kevin oh does a lot of rinse and repeat with weed puppies in a infinite circle and it i taught the little so one lazy. i taught the little one how to do grip drills so we work a lot of we work a lot of guard lapel a lot of lapel work hmm. nice yeah we just <laughs> very nice good job kevin so, all right how, do you have how many kids do you have kevin just one no no kids None. just the dogs oh yeah oh you teach a dog oh okay <laughs> Even better if <laughs> Kevin had taught one of his kids. Wait, you teaching you teaching a dog how to do grips? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Just, uh, just what to bite him. He bites him, so oh. he bites the the thing, and I can work lapels. No, he gets one of his paws. Oh, nice. Spider guard. It's a cute it's trick. It's gonna be on stupid Patrick's one of these days. I, I literally like, dude. I just want to be honest. I literally had like I thought you were talking about a human. <laughs> And then I saw a dog like biting on a gee lapel and like ripping it back. It was no, no, I don't think a dog. <laughs> Why would you teach a dog to do that? Uh, 
Kevin, I think we're ready to go to the next fight. It's a light heavyweight fight between Wochim Christensen and Gazhumurid Antigolov. Go. <laughs> Your finest work yet in Thank terms you. of uh, commitment, well, Kevin. Well, this is easy. In a classic Russia versus Denmark, much like when it's John and myself, John's a trained fighter. He's busy. He's got <laughs> shit to do. Uh, same with the guy from Denmark. So we're going to go with Gadi Zimorad Antigulov. All right. What do you got for us, John? 15. Uh, man, so I'm going to be honest. His name sounds like Godzilla, kind of, you know, looking at it like Godzumirad. Shit, so, uh It does. It does sound, it looks a lot like Godzilla, so I'm going after, you know, completely different reason here. But, uh, yeah, let's go Godzilla. I love it. Oh, okay. That's a good nickname for him. He should think about that, yeah. by the way. Yeah, he should, he should. He should. All right, John, we're going to stick with you. We got a lightweight fight between Eddie Alvarez and Dustin Poirier. What do you got for us, sir? Ooh, I'm, really, I'm really excited for this one. I mean, this is uh, a dream fight from back in the day. Uh, both super good, super talented. Going to go with Dustin Poirier on uh, getting the upset over Eddie. Interesting. Kevin, what are your thoughts on that? You know, this one hurt, Raph, mm. because uh, I'm sticking with my paradigm. I'm letting the girlfriend choose, and she chose Alvarez. And why did Poirier get demoted from main card first fight status? Lead the main card off with him. It's always the best. I don't understand why he got demoted, but it's going to affect Kevin, him mentally. They need somebody lead that FX card because now it's going to be on FX. Dude, I'll tell you this: that is one of the, like, dude, like they both have lost. They both lost to Connor actually, so that might be a reason why they're on that undercard. But uh, dude, that's one of the most exciting fights the UFC had. It's ridiculous that that's on preliminary. They should save that shit for the next card. Put it on the Thank main. You, I, I, I agree. I'm taking Alvarez, but this fight belongs one card up. Raph, do you are you going to make yeah. the argument that this is good for the I'll lead? I make in? the argument. I think it's important that you got to get drawed viewers. So okay. normally, if you're on Fox Sports Juan, they don't really give a shit. They just take whatever they get. But if you're on FX, that means they're taking out time from running Iron Man three, which probably nets them a thousand <laughs> million dollars every time they play it. So if you're going to put on some cage fighters fighting, their words, not mine, then you got to make it worth your while. So you got to put one of those must draw people oh. uh, or cards to attract the people so yeah it makes sense it's why uriah faber became like that slot all the time yeah okay i see i uh yeah then i overreacted there thank you for explaining uh, i still disagree no i'm on the other train i think fine move uh yair and frankie edgar and put poirier where he belongs well well let's 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 not get ahead of ourselves let's move say judo and pettis <laughs> That's not a terrible plan. I, I was like, I don't disagree with that medalist. either. Yeah, I was like, I'm in. That sounds good. You can expand that to the main audience with an Olympic gold medalist. Uh, and John Combs, yeah. listen, you and I see eye to eye. Unlike Kevin, who <laughs> evil and you should never teach your secrets because you live. You told me he has he has puppies and green stuff. That uh, See? It I'm, sounds like a pretty good guy. I'm going to lure him no, to the apartment. No, I'm going to make food, Raf. I'm going <laughs> to grill up some steak. Don't want to even think about if it. If the two of you form an alliance against me, podcast <laughs> over, and I will put that out there right now. <laughs> I will stop short of ending this. Uh, I think you're on to something. I will turn this podcast around, so don't you <laughs> 
both of you. All right. Speaking of which, Stephen, why don't we go ahead and do the fight? A flight weight bout between Henry Sejudo and Sergio mm. Petit. Yeah, this one again. I I actually just want to applaud my girlfriend. I didn't know you could look into Sergio Pettis's eyes and choose anyone else, but sure enough, she did. And Henry Cejudo, we're gonna go. It's that shot he does. I don't know if she saw the video because I liked it eighty-five times his wrestling, uh, training shot. But we're gonna go with Cejudo. All right, all right, John. What do you got for us? Fifteen. Uh, well, he's one of the youngest American Olympic gold medalists. You know, Americans uh, that's ever, you know, he's, he's one of the first Americans to ever do it that young. He's got, you know, real hard competitive spirit. I, he's only lost the two best guys in the division. I bet he's been having a hell of a camp. I'm um, going with Henry Sejudo as well, but, you know, different reasons. Interesting. Is that contingent on if he makes weight? Oh. Uh, <laughs> How dare yes, you? not my fault. How Listen, dare you? How dare you, Kevin? I did that for America. <laughs> okay. Somebody needed to say it. Uh, well, yeah, that is that is um that is un, uh, unacceptable. For sure. You know what the dumb part is? What's a wrestler gonna tell me if I make a yeah. you didn't make weight joke? They're already beating themselves up <laughs> enough about it. So anything I yeah. say is immaterial. Okay, I know my bounds. Yeah. And you know what, John? Since you're good at jujitsu, I'm gonna go ahead and let you pick the first person on this fight. And I will tell you if it's the wrong person because we may kick you off. But it's a welterweight fight between Damian Maya and Jorge Masvidal. Go. All right, Damian Maya is the, I mean, uncrowned king of jiu-jitsu in the MMA world. I think he's one of the best guys out there. Got to go with him in this fight. That said, Jorge is a monster on the feet. Scary dude. Just knocked out Cowboy, so you can't. I mean, this is a hell of a fight, but Damian Maya for sure. Kevin? We're at a real relationship crossroads. No, <laughs> oh fuck! Are you serious? Yep. So, oh, no. so here's the question. No. I, I'm in a Sophie's choice. I have to pick one or the other. Pick <laughs> one. I just I don't know how to do this out loud. But if I'm sticking with the paradigm, mm-hmm. and I'm just gonna say it, yes. I think couples counseling is in the future for my girlfriend and I. Uh, and that's tough to admit to strangers on the radio or friends. But the pick. Jorge Masvidal. I don't want to wow. say it out loud. Wow, Kevin. I have that on tape mm. now. I have yeah, yeah, that's, that's unacceptable, ma'am. That's going to hurt. Yeah. John, can you do me a yeah, favor? Ross, can you ask John, Kevin this following question. John and I, I are no longer going to be right friends. Now. I can feel it. Okay. John, ask him this question because I can't look at him. Okay? Okay. Okay. I need you to look into the void that is this conversation through the interwebs. And I want you to look Kevin directly in the eye and say, Kevin, why do you hate jujitsu? Kevin, why do you hate jujitsu? Because it's defeated me just on a daily basis. So I've decided this is my stance. And here it is. I'm, uh, I don't know, guys. I love this. This is the well, best. You, 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 you think you just, wait, you don't like that jujitsu beats you every day? That's what makes jujitsu great. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell that uh, the next time uh, Sean is just choking me uncontrollably from the mouth. <laughs> oh, yeah. Waddle would be doing that. Waddle's such I'll let a scary you, uh, dude. <laughs> I'll remind you. I'll be like, oh, yeah, that's right. This is joy. <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and bring this up now because we're, we've only got two fights left. So it's important that we note this every time around this port of the, you know, 
the picking portion. But uh, John, we actually like to have a wager on this show. Now, granted, we're all jujitsu people, so we don't make money, so it's never money. But we do kind of a wager. Now, Kevin, what are some wagers that you have won in the past? Uh, private lessons, mostly. No, and all no, that's all I can you. think. Of. You don't get to do that. One. <laughs> I have fixed that. As a possibility. And that's Kevin, never happened before ever, by the way. It just, just adds up. Um, but I actually was just finishing the letter I owe to Tap Cancer House, John Thomas, about why Tom Brady is the best quarterback ever. That one hurt to articulate, especially after the most recent fuck him in Atlanta. Uh, ouch. Yeah. Uh, had that to was ch- glorious to watch just as a spectator. Somebody doesn't really it was. mind too much about me. It was it, it was pretty awesome to see him being do that on his own. I mean, that was crazy, crazy, crazy. Wasn't just on his own. Don't ever outlook what the Falcons did. To <laughs> the- <laughs> I think there's a lot okay. of other guys. Who were a lot of people deserve credit. Um, we've there's been some social media posts. I had to do a hundred burpees once for a Canadian named Drew Weatherhead. Congrats to him on his super fight results today. Uh, might not have gotten the way he wanted, but uh, great fight. And, you know, that's that's a good je ne sais quoi of it, Raph. So, John, you don't have to say what it is right now. In fact, we prefer if you didn't so that we can have some mm-hmm. suspense to this. But do you have an idea for a bet or a wager you would like to have with Kevin by the end of this? Just say yes if you have an idea. Um, I mean, by the end of this, yes. Oh, perfect. John, this is why we like you. This is why we know you're a gamer. So <laughs> we know what we got into yeah. here. All right, Kevin, mm-hmm. I'm ready to do the next to last fight. Are you ready to say what it is? Uh, I'm wait. Yes, I'm really ready. If I think the next to last fight is what you're about to choose. Yeah, I'm ready. Please tell me, Kevin, what is it? Uh, are you going to give me the chance to choose between Jotko and Branch? Oh, don't even don't sell this short. All right, fine. It's a middleweight fight between <laughs> Chris Dov, Jotko. <laughs> And Davey Branch. Who yeah. do you have, Kevin? Mm-hmm. I'm taking Davey Branch. In his fight summary, he listed determination, technique, and power. <laughs> so, so if you're if two of your primary skills are determination and power, I'm choosing you at the age of thirty five because you better fucking bring both. Uh from the Bronx. So I'm taking Branch. All right. What do you got yeah. for us, John? Well, he's a uh, another uh, Henzo Gracie black belt. So uh, branches, I'm definitely have to say he's going to smash this guy up. Yeah, yeah, David Branch is a Henzo Gracie black belt. He's oh. actually pretty savage. I've watched some of his fights. I'm a big fan. I didn't even listen. Hopefully, that. He gets. It. I got really lucky. All right, I think it's time, gentlemen. I'm going to go ahead and put 23 seconds on the clock for this final bout. It's a heavyweight championship match between Stipe Mekok and Hunier. Dos Centus? I don't know. Listen, um, John, you're going to start us off on this one. All right. I hope that those name pronunciations were supposed to make us angry, but this is a great fight. <laughs> I'm a big fan of Stipe. I met him when I was in Cleveland. He's a real good dude. I mean, I just said, hey, I'm a big fan, but yeah. Uh, I think he's going to take this fight to Junior. That said, Junior, Stipe's most recent loss was to Junior, so that's got to be considered going into this. But you know, as long as Stipe can get in the late rounds, you should knock this guy out. All right, he's going for Stipe. Kevin, what do you have for us? Uh, did he forgot to mention their Ohio allegiance? By Ooh. the way, which Ooh. everyone knows on a chart of 
what's your favorite states? Like, uh, I don't know, Hawaii, California. What's your least favorite? Mississippi, Ohio. Every time. <laughs> that said, that's why he's such a good fighter. Junior DeSantos lives in Brazil. He loves his life. Not Stipe. <laughs> Stipe's living in Steel Town crazy. This is easy. Uh, and as my girlfriend dictates, because I think I might have gone Dos Santos in this, uh, I'm going to go with Stipe Miocic. Interesting. All right. So you guys have agreed on the final bout. All right. Let's do this. And hey, Rob, 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 I just I, I would like to get a little, little inter- interception there, if I may. Oh, oh, please do. Go ahead. All right. Cleveland's actually pretty nice. You know, I spent a little bit of time there just the weekend, but the city's doing a lot better. Yeah, things are actually looking pretty good there. It, uh, yeah, I actually had a really good time when I visited Cleveland, so check it out. Okay, this is where I admit something to you. I was going to say, you know, the black belt has a floor, but clearly it's a fake black belt now that we're really thinking about yeah. it. I was like, Elliot's How is just it a fake black belt? Well, John, there. let's just He's be very clear just about throwing something. Them at people. It's not interesting. Let's just be very clear. Your love of Ohio makes me want to go ahead and talk to the board. <laughs> Which because board? The Board of International Black Belts. Everybody knows that. Yeah. Let's it's get this BJJ Heroes website under review. Do, it's the same board that, that like, whenever somebody asks, they're like, you know when you, there's a rule you don't know why IBJJF does? And it's just like, why can't, you know, Black Belts, like, reap? And it's just like, oh, it's so, it's from on high. And you go, is there just a conference of, like, Black Belts that just get together and go, no. So in me, I think it's like a shadow organization of black belts that get together, and that's like this week, no heel hooks. Like I feel that is what happens. So yes, I will talk to the board. Yeah. John Combs. Okay, I love grand conspiracies. Let me know what you find out. <laughs> gotcha. I know. <laughs> this is where John gets to do his thirty deep thirty on uh, flat Earth, but I'm going to go ahead and stop that because. In the event of a tie, we need to know what you guys are picking for your two performances of the night. They used to do submission. They used to do knockout. They don't do that anymore. But it's two performances of the night and a fight of the night. Kevin, I'm going to start with you. By the way, I'm glad you remind people that because the broadcast forgets every UFC fight. Ugh. Somebody will inevitably be like, submission of the Oh, shit. <laughs> I love- they can never get it right. It's completely ingrained in their head. Um, I'll do performance of the night. One goes to Jed Rizek. Performance of the night two goes to uh, the oh wait I'm gonna give it that fight of the night goes to Miocic because they're such star fuckers about these titles and fight of the night goes to Alvarez Poirier. All right, let's go on to John. All right, I'm gonna do this the other way. I think fight of the night's gonna be say Judo versus Pettis. Going out on a limb there, I'm thinking that uh, you know these two guys start they have their backs against the wall. Hopefully, they really bring it. Uh, mm-hmm. Performance of the night number one, Damian Maya for sure. Oh, I'm to see him uh, fuck you. landing yeah, some uh, submission action there. Kevin, you don't get to talk about jujitsu anymore. I You've know. lost that I'm right. I'm sorry, guys. I'll, I'll be quiet. That's right. And then the other, uh, I'm going to go with Stipe with the knockout performance of the night. Ooh, this is this is a bold play. I like where where you are playing on this one, sir. Well, guys, we've gone all the way to the end, and we're in need to get a wager. John, you mentioned you were going to come up with an idea. I always defer to the guest. I would love to hear what you have in mind. You have the floor. All right. 
All right. So I'm only saying, well, okay. So it's kind of like another Cleveland thing, but you know, my uncle took me to Cleveland zoo when I was uh, visiting there. Um, how about two tickets to the Denver zoo for me and my girlfriend? And then like, I would get you two tickets for that. Or I guess, you know, it could be two tickets worth of, against the private. If you want to be a jackass. Raph, I accept. Oh, well, here's the reason why, because Kev, I was not certain this does involve money. Yeah, this does, in fact, uh, go the opposite way. Oh, yeah, I thought it was like that just meant like look, look, like cash. I mean, we know oh. how well you're doing, obviously. Uh, in the jiu-jitsu commentary game, there's no money whatsoever. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, we don't get okay. invited to the super Well, fight. Kev, you agreed to it, though. Do you have a counter or do you want to stick with that one? No, I, <laughs> there was, I did like his or two tickets towards a private if you want to be a jackass. <laughs> was a great. Oh, no. No, no, I meant like, I mean, like, dude, it wouldn't it'd be um, like I, I would put a, our private you would get if you win or if I win two tip like that. All right. So what are you, do you guys usually bet for this? Uh, well, I mean, normally we have like, like Kevin says, there's social media bets. There's kind of silly, like, you know, uh, Oh, then Kevin fuck the zoo. Let's do something ridiculous. Uh, I have to roll with Jubera in the most embarrassing, uh, grappling tights I can find, which that's it, one loss, he's yeah. going to say it doesn't bother him, but he is going to choke me harder than he normally would. Just when he sees. Okay, them. I like that. I like that. that I, was, I would uh, be willing to put something on the line for that. That was Emil Fisher, who's a dickhead and threw donuts out at his last fight to win pro. <laughs> to win so, pro, yeah. Well, All Kevin, right, um, I, so, your thoughts on this? What are your thoughts, Kevin? Well, yeah. he also, I, I, he's peaked a hole. It's like, God, I got to go to the zoo and the aquarium. I haven't been to either yet, but that's not what <laughs> yeah, this is. Yeah, yeah, I haven't been to the zoo either. <laughs> So I I accept either, but I would also counter with there is a niceness here where uh, we are in which the same place. And I have always said I think it's an interesting social experiment uh, for weed jitsu. Raph, I'm not going to say if I win, I want a five-minute, hey, watch what happens when two people smoke a lot of weed and then train because I don't think it's going to look any different. That's that's uh-huh. my uh, that's my venture, but I'm just throwing out ideas. I'm just tossing things at the wall right now. Mm. I think some fun, but you know, talk about it after. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go with an early uh, two tickets to the zoo. Let's make okay. this a bet. And then if Kevin wins, which or if Victoria wins, that's an interesting component that we that's, thought that's about. That's why I like it, Raph. Honestly, I thought the girlfriend component is mm. what made this interesting because I think night either way, mm. I'm headed to the aquarium or the zoo. <laughs> it's just a matter of what I'm funding. Here's is, what's you know, going to happen, though, above. John. I really want to make sure you understand what happened. He's going to get two tickets to the zoo, and it's going to turn into four tickets. He's going to be like, I brought my mobile mat for the, for the picnic. No, I know, he's definitely not. He's not allowed to train with you. I put that. I kiboshed that. What I'm saying, though, is it's definitely going to be like... If Kevin loses or Victoria and Kevin lose, then all of that's going to happen is he's going to get you the tickets and Kevin's going to be like, what are you doing here? Oh, my God, John Combs. Did you guys like want to go to like train real quick? The girls can go shopping. It's no big deal. I'm well aware of what's happening here. <laughs> I brought yogurt. And it's frozen. <laughs> 
So, all right. Well, that is, you know, if we have an accord, I am good with it. I will go ahead and sanction that. Uh, John, let's do this. I know you have submission underground this time next week, but would you be mm-hmm. interested in watching the fights and then uh, finding a time to get back and talk with us next week? Just do a five minute yeah, check absolutely. in about your violent loss. Okay. I like the sound of that. I mean, we'll see. We'll, we'll see what happens. You know, I, I you know, most of these were kind of pulled out of the hat, but we'll see. I do feel confident <laughs> in Damien. And see that. So let's hope people have always beat Kevin at this game. So just know that. <laughs> well, we don't know how Kevin is done uh, with aid of Victoria. Now, Kevin, I have a caveat for you. Hmm. Does the show, aka us, myself, our audience, and John, get to see your picks and see who picks better between you and Victoria? <laughs> oh, because God. I think there needs to be a side <laughs> to see if she beats your picks. Because you were so adamant about saying, like, oh, it's her fault. Oh, God, I hate jujitsu because of her. I know. I chose. Thank you, Ross. Thank you, Ross. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I don't, okay. I don't well, know. Okay, well, do me a favor, Kevin. You're going to talk with Victoria tonight. And next week, you're going to reveal what you're going to buy her or do for her yeah. if she leads you to the promised land. We're headed to the zoo. Mm. We'll see. Well, no, I mean the zoo is one thing, but you got to do something else for her because she uh, went out of her time to go ahead and pick stuff for. I you. don't think she listens to this show, Raph. I don't think it's going to be a huge deal either way. <laughs> <laughs> Dear Victoria, how are you? Kevin's an idiot. We agree on that. All right, other things. All right, listen. We couldn't be happier that you came on the show today. You are always like you're one of our favorite people to watch, and we legit uh, enjoy you just because we think that you're one of the guys in jiu-jitsu that has a personality, and that's always a huge thing for us. And just so. uh, pushes the action. You're a blast mm-hmm. to watch every yeah. time. So, um, in terms yeah. of grappling, that's obviously right. we've been joking with you, but you're you're spectacular, and you're on that young and up and coming wave, which is a blast to watch in terms of just people that are moving forward. There's and yeah, this yeah. is a compliment I'll pay to you in terms of and I, I think the grappling community is absolutely going to understand what I mean. And so will as we see more MMA fighters transitioning and going back and forth, the crowds are getting more merged. But yeah. the way I would put yeah. it is if someone's on their butt and scooting forward, they're going to get you. They're going to get a fight. You're not moving yeah. from anybody and no one uh, no one gets the chance to move away from you. So that's a that's a fun characteristic. So keep that up. And, and it's uh, it's a blast yeah, to watch. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. All right, John, where can people find you on the social medias? Because I think I saw you doing some really cool stuff on, uh, like, an instructional on your Instagram yesterday. Yes, no? Um, I did post, like, a little short clip of me uh, doing some wall work earlier today. Um, but, yeah, my Instagram is Combs Jiu-Jitsu. You can find me there. And then uh, just search in Facebook, John Combs, and you should be able to find me pretty easy. So okay. And are you doing Boulder. seminars? Because I think if you were doing a seminar – I think Kevin being able to pay for a seminar is fair. Okay. Um, yeah, at some point we're going to look into that. Right now, I just want to get to this fight and get it done. But like I said, you know, seven weeks and, and it's a lot of time to learn how to do some stuff. So, you know, I have not done a seminar yet, but I do. Uh, I will be trying to push them. Uh oh, Kevin. If that's the case, if he's starting to film stuff now, would you watch videos from him? I was going to say, uh, mm. how do we? Yeah, let's start getting some. Let's start getting some more well, John just, um, on the interwebs. Yeah, it's just going to be on uh, Cones Jujitsu. I mean, I think that's how I'm going to keep my uh, hashtag on Instagram. Is it that? And uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it'll be coming out. I- I'm trying to do uh, <laughs> telling people on air is going to hopefully hold me to it a little more. But like uh, three one minute videos a week. 
you know, on Instagram. I'll take yeah. that. Well, John, listen, you like I said, you're just one of our favorite people. We're glad we got to bring you on. We yeah. look forward to seeing you compete at Submission Underground. We cannot wait for that. And uh, we can't wait to have you back on the show very, very soon. So please, please uh, enjoy the rest of your night, sir. And thank you so much for coming on the show. Awesome, Raph. I had a really good time. Thank you very much. And Kevin, it was good to see you again. And uh, yeah, uh, you traded Jubair Jiu-Jitsu, right? I do. Uh, I mean, okay. yeah, that's, uh, you know, we, do, we don't do class. Like, it's hard to get in. You have to know him. He doesn't like outsiders. I'm sure you. I'm sure you get that. <laughs> I'm joking, by the way. He loves outsiders, and they all speak highly oh, yeah. of you, which is really frustrating as well. Yeah. No, actually, I train at uh, I train at Jubair's. I'm trying, I usually do every week, uh, Tuesday at 11. Yeah. But um, if we do train, how about this, Ross? I won't guillotine him. I'll just arm bar him. Ooh. I, yeah. Nice. So I have to come to competition class to fight him. That's what I have to do. You're only going to armbar Kevin? Uh, Not just armbar. I'm sure they're Kimuras and (laughs) You can do whatever you want, but just don't show them how you do it. That's the important thing. General joint manipulation. Okay. So I can't show them how to do the guillotine? No. <laughs> deep hey, all right, all right, Rob. That's a pretty big thing for me. What if somebody else shows him the guillotine? We'll see. I'm awfully persuasive too. I'm going to show up this Tuesday and be like, "Please, John." Kevin's going to have one of his puppies and a whole bunch of weed. Oh, I didn't know you'd be here. <laughs> that's, that's crazy. <laughs> All I know is, John, if you teach him something and you don't teach me the response to it or something better, then we friendship over. Uh, okay. All right. That's well, fair. I'm sure I can uh, always come up with something better. So I appreciate that. You. All right, guys. Well, but, thank you very uh, much yeah. to John. We appreciate you. We will watch you on Submission mm-hmm. Underground. We'll catch up with you next week, sir. Awesome. Sounds great, guys. Thank you very much. Raph, John Combs is the man, and I'm nervous that he's within striking distance because I can practically see Boulder from my apartment on Mm -hmm. on a clear night such as this. Uh, Fantastic booking by you. I think Victoria destroyed him, and I'm prepared Mm. to blame either him or her. Okay. Actually, uh, either way. And what a night to celebrate the Colorado Western side of things. We didn't need East Coasters for this podcast. Not tonight. That's going to do it for us. It's time for some shout outs. I'll kick off this joint. Uh, first to United. My girlfriend had to fly all the way to France and back. And I just want to thank them for not fucking her up. I appreciate that. You know, I know how hard it is. Um, to leave people alone. When you're in the <laughs> when you're in the airline business. Not to rip them off the flight violently. But just super thanks. Um, always makes the trip. You know, teamwork makes the dream work. And uh, big shout out to Jubera Jiu Jitsu. We got our rash guards this week, Raph. We they got look the, good. Uh, team you rash sent me guards. a photo of them, and I like them. Pretty badass. Nice, thick material. I'm really looking forward to uh, getting some training into that thing. Might be the only reason I'm really focused on Nogi in the next few weeks, just to wear the rash guard. Might be the mm-hmm. only. Um, but it sounds like I also have to get there on some Tuesday competition days. But it'll be interesting to hear. I know Professor Jubera is out fighting with James Popolo this week, so that ought to be uh, adding more stuff to the to the sharpened chest of secrets. 
Will is at the University of Jiu-Jitsu, so it's fun to be at a place where uh, they're they're taking off on the weekends to go train at some different places and bring back some moves. So our coaches have been nice and busy. It's going to be uh, a good time here, Denver and Raph. Today they had the ladies open mat. They had like mm-hmm. twenty people there, twenty five people. That's there. awesome. Yeah, and they open it up to just everybody around the neighborhood, around the area, around the whole front range, as we call it. Or if you want to venture into the mountains, and it's just uh, cool to see a big group showing up. And uh, if you're one of the many ladies that listens to this podcast, trains jujitsu in the Colorado area, want to get a good open mat Sundays, they do it. I think like once a month, maybe twice a month. They do two o'clock at Jubera jujitsu. It's, it's a blast. It looks like, and that's going to do it for me, Raph. Sounds like good times over there. Good for you guys. I mean, not good. I'm, don't really like people winning. are going to be beating the shit out of me, but otherwise, because yeah, we have Eric and Ashley training. fighting on this Denver card coming up, so mm. there's a lot, a lot going on. I want to go ahead and start by saying a very big set of congratulations over to my good friend Kyle Aho, who today was given his purple belt. Now, Kyle has been a frequent person that I talk about on the show. He always brings great, great clash whenever we train, but. He has been one of the longest standing members of Valley Martial Arts Center, and it's been a long time coming, but he definitely deserves it. And, you know, the funniest part about him, I guess, getting his purple is when it did happen for him, he's like, dude, I feel like there's a target on my back. And I was like, well, there's two things that happened here, Kyle. One, you got it in front of everybody here at the seminar. And John Jock is holding your purple belt with you in this. So... Yeah, that might encourage some people to beat you up today. And two, sometimes you roll like a madman. So you might have put the target on yourself. Note to you. Yeah. That's your thing. You started this. But, you know, I mean, it's up to you. So I wanted to give him a congratulatory roll, and it was fun. And uh, I have to say he was one of the three people who was asking for tips for John Jock to beat me. And you know what? didn't happen today kyle and it's not going to i mean statistically it probably will but it didn't happen today that's not so, the fucking point of that's what not we're the fucking point right though, to be fair there was one moment where he had my back and he goes shit well i guess whatever john jock teaches doesn't work and i was like don't say that out loud they just gave you a purple belt kid so anyway, there is that. Uh, thank you to everybody who came. Again, all the extended family. We love you guys. And uh, I hope you guys enjoy the interview that I have with John Jock. I want to go and shout out the guys at the LA Jiu-Jitsu Club. Um, Danine, honestly, great interview. Please watch it. Please tell your friends. If you think thinkjujitsugame.com is the shit, order it. See for yourselves because, listen, I have no invested stake in any of this. I just think it's cool. And I know how much we all nerd out on stuff, and I would really like to see you guys enjoy and play the game. So that is my hope for you all. Um, but we had a great seminar. Thank you to everybody who came out to that. Again, morning training is going to be 7 a.m. to 8 a.m., Monday through Friday. And we are doing open mats on Fridays and Saturdays at 6 p.m. So let us know if you guys can make that. If you have any questions, hit me up or the other guys. Let me also go ahead and put a nice big shout-out to um, all of our friends who were uh, allowing us to come train with them. So that's uh, we just went down to go train at Phenom Jiu-Jitsu the other day. And uh, Larry and George and all the guys over there, thank you so much for being so kind. Uh, we also went to train today at 10th Planet Costa Mesa. Our good friends over there had some great clashes with so many of those guys, uh, including but not limited to my buddy uh, Albert Cedillo, um, 
Jesus, I'm losing names. Dirty Ron Turner, uh, Matt, all of those savages. And I know some of you guys listen in. So uh, let me just let you know. You can tell those other people they're quite good at jiu-jitsu. So there's that. And I expect to see you guys at my tournament. Kevin, what tournament? U.S. Grappling. Well, the U.S. US Submission Grappling League. That is the USSGL.com. You can register for our tournament. We have a May 28th. It is Gi and No Gi. It is submission-only rules with EBI overtime. And uh, they range from anywhere between five to eight minutes, depending on the age, category, weight, and belt or experience level. So we encourage you guys to do this. And for our one absolute division for Gi and No Gi, which is all ages and experiences. Well, not ages, because we're not throwing kids in there. But for all ages and experiences, we're putting in all the belt levels in our gi and no gi divisions, and you can win a cash prize. I believe it's going to be 500 for gi and 500 for no gi, pending. We have all Damn. those participants. So we are trying to get you guys to get on out there and take the money, but we need a lot of competitors in order to make that happen. And the way you can make it happen is by going to ussgl.com backslash register. And if you have any further questions, you can go and hit me up. And Kevin, ask me how much it is for kids. How much? 40. Ask me how it is for the adults. How, what's the adult price? I'm actually 50. So what Damn. I'm telling you guys is that is an affordable rate. We hope you do it. We hope you get involved and we hope you guys share the articles that we got going on from there. We also want to send a shout out to submission underground who saw our clay Guida interview and apparently did a shout out and said, Hey, I didn't know clay wants in on submission grappling. We may have to go ahead and uh, get him on here. Oh, shit. So John Combs, they are definitely listening just Ooh. to let you know. Hey, so we hope them and uh, many of them well over the weekend. And, you know, I just want to go ahead and send, uh, you know, the nice shout outs to everybody who's been coming in, sending great notes. We had a guy named Pablo train with us the other day at the LA Jiu-Jitsu Club. It was his birthday. So we filmed his role. I did some commentary and uh, all those people over in Portland, including his instructor, Kevin, Nathan Orchard, who is teaching his white belts uh, scary it. things. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, uh, again... Props to my buddy, Drew, and props to our friend, Thor Skanky, who put on a series of male versus female grappling matches of males who don't know what they're doing and are just big guys versus females, and no one, I think, got killed. So, Meta Thoris, go look him up, Thor Skanky. He has his own show called The Thor Skanky Show. If you are so interested in that, let him know if you enjoyed it, and if you are not, don't direct the hate mail to me. And you know what, Kevin? I think that's going to do it for me today. Hey, and one final shout-out. David D.K. Lee got his brown belt up there hey. in uh, Northern VA I saw over the weekend. So special shout-out to him. Tough guy always has been, uh, even back when he was a blue belt ref, back in his humble beginnings, when mm -hmm. uh, I first met him as just a huge giant, basically. Mm -hmm. That's how I describe him with good movement. Uh, that's going to do it for us tonight here at Verbal Tap. I'm Kevin. Thanks for listening. Good night and good fight.